Private Lender Podcast, Episode 21. The Private Lender Podcast quote of the day comes to us from Thomas Edison, who said, Opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. This is the Private Lender Podcast, the show that shares practical advice and know-how for new and seasoned lenders, from private mortgages on single-family houses to joint ventures on commercial projects and beyond. Discover details about investment vehicles that you won't find at your local bank or online broker. Listen and learn from private lenders and real estate investors, as well as from professionals and entrepreneurs, as they share the details, strategies, and the insight that allows for successful and prosperous lending. Now, get ready to increase your ROI. Here's your host, Keith Baker. How you doing, Lender Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Private Lender Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Baker, and I want to thank you for listening today and sharing your time with me. Got another solo cast today, and I think I'm going to name this one something along the lines of the easiest way to be a private lender. And before everybody gets too excited about how I've got some magic formula to make everything extremely easy, I don't. There is no hack. But I'm talking about a way that's even more passive than being an active private lender. Now, what does that mean? An active private lender goes out and networks, meets with investors who need the money, looks at the projects, puts their own boots on the ground, goes and hires the, builds a team, hires a lawyer, hires a, an appraiser, an inspector, and is quite involved in the whole lending process. And that is a rather large amount of activity compared to what I'm going to talk about today. And what I'm going to talk about today is those easy ways to be a private lender or to learn or to ease into it. And there are a few, there are several ways to, in to passively invest in real estate. And if you have any type of corporate job or a 401k, you're probably familiar with a REIT, R-E-I-T or real estate investment trust, which is, a security that is sold, bought and sold on, on the market, like the stock exchange. So essentially, you're, you're buying stocks in a company, in the trust. However, and I'm not going to get into drill down into the, the granular specifics, but essentially, after all expenses are, pay, are paid, REITs are required to kick out the bulk, I mean, almost all of their, their profits to the shareholders. And that is a very easy way to invest in real estate and prob- probably the most passive. Uh, you could do it with an online brokerage account from Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, Schwab, but you don't necessarily see the process. I mean, you can go look into the prospectus. You can go look into the reports. You can dig into it and, and take a an accounting view and a numbers view of that trusts business and see what properties they own and manage and so on and so forth. But you don't learn anything about the private lending process, which kind of defeats the purpose of this whole podcast and, and what I'd, I'd like to achieve in, in teaching people and, get, and giving advice or sharing my story about private lending so that you can avoid certain pitfalls and whatnot. But as far as easy goes, REIT is, uh, REITs are the way to go. You can also invest in, you know, there's several crowdfunding platforms out there where you can look at the projects and put your money in. Uh, most of them, I believe, you have to check with each one. You need to be an accredited investor to, to do that. I believe there are some platforms out there where you don't have to be accredited and you can use smaller amounts 
but this episode is not about that. So if you want, if you want to look into that, uh, I haven't had a chance to, to finish my research. So you have to do your own due diligence in, into the crowdfunding. But I do hope to have some crowdfunding folks on the air and, and do some interviews with people who've established and created crowdfunding platforms in the future. So stick around for that. There are also funds that you can loan to. Now, so some of them are SEC Reg D. Uh, they're highly regulated. Again, accredited investors can only put their money into these funds. However, there are some other options where uh, non-accredited investors can invest. Self-directed IRAs can invest in some of these funds, and, and they certainly do exist. And they also invest in all different types of asset real estate classes. And then the one I want to talk about today is if you want to start off, you don't have any experience, you're a bit nervous about how to move ahead and and start becoming a private lender. You know, we want to dip your toe into the water. There is a way that you can put that money to work, make a decent interest rate, and have somebody else do all the work. And I'm talking about hard money lenders. You can provide your funds, whether they be cash, free and clear, cash in hand, IRA, self-directed IRA funds, inherited funds, whatever. You can even go get a, I don't recommend you doing this, but I, you could, you know, if you get a 0% interest credit card and can pull 50 grand out for a year that, I don't know many people who could do that, but back in the heyday, I know people who purchase homes on credit cards, so Anyway, you can, it doesn't matter where the funds come from. You can provide your money to a hard money lender. That hard money lender is going to do all the heavy lifting to put that money to work. Now, you're not going to get a phenomenal interest rate. You're not going to make 15%. And depending on what state you live in, usury laws may cap that at, at, at a lower amount. But the key thing is to find a hard money lender that will work with you and tell them. Say, hey, be upfront and honest. Be transparent. I want to do private lending on my own, but I'd like to loan you the money, give you the money, walk me through the process, hold my hand, let me see the documents, let me see the due diligence package and that hard, to that hard money lender, and then let that hard money lender go put that, put that money to work for you. Now, in a typical case, you will probably get somewhere between maybe 5 to 8%, maybe 8.5% on your money. That hard money lender will then take it and put it to work in a project for a real estate investor. After they have it appraised, they analyze the deal, they underwrite the deal, and they go ahead and make that loan to the investor. Now, that hard money lender is probably going to charge 12%, 14%. It just depends on the hard money lender. It depends on that particular deal. But that's how they're going to make their money. They're going to borrow the money. They're just like, like a bank. They're going to borrow the money from you. You're going to deposit the money with them at a lower interest rate, and they're going to loan it out at a higher interest rate, and they're probably going to take points on it as well. Now, the way they secure the note or your funds, there's a couple of different ways that that I'm familiar with and that I've seen happen. The hard money lender will act as essentially a broker where they take your money, put it together with the investor, and they'll take – the points they'll they'll the interest rate will probably the interest money will just go to the lender the original lender so let's call that the private lender the person with the money the hard money lender will 
put that money back to work and probably take a hot, take more points, for example. And that's really more of a brokering situation or the, acting like a, a loan broker. And again, they'll take some of the points. So you'll, but they also will process, or sorry, they'll service that loan. So if the monthly, you know, as the monthly payments come in, let's say they owe the private lender $500, but the payment coming in from the investor is $800. They'll take their three, pay their staff and their office, their overhead, and then pay the private lender their $500 that was agreed upon. And that is normally the private lender has a first position lien in that situation. So I, Keith Baker, give HML, hard money lender, $100,000 to put to use, or perhaps less than that. There's a little bit of paperwork. There's a contract that you'll have to sign. And anytime anybody gives you something to sign that's legal, that gets recorded at the county courthouse, I highly recommend you have an attorney look at it. Squirrel. And just for full disclosure, I grew up in a house where attorneys were viewed with a mixed bag, a yin and a yang. No, Nobody likes an attorney until they need one. And I, I have a few attorney friends in that some of them are honorable. Most of them are honorable. Uh, well, actually, all of them are because they're friends and the ones that aren't, I don't hang out with. But have them look at those documents and, and provide you some feedback. And let them know, let, have them tell you where the risks are. Let them tell you, hey, I see this could be a problem for you if this happens. And then it's up to you if you want to go ahead and loan, you know, sign those documents, execute them, and, and, and loan that money. Sorry, that, that's just something that's kind of important. That, you know, have, have, always have an attorney. He's like the first person on your team, and, and very soon I'm going to have one on just talking about documents and, and, and whatnot. Uh, your, your deed of trust, if you're in a deed of trust, mortgage state, promissory note, so on and so forth. So anyway, that's, that's my little rabbit hole. Sorry about that. But I, I do want to mention it while I'm thinking about it. So back to my example where the hard money lender is really like a broker. They put the money for work to work for you. They'll take a bit of a spread off of the, the interest of what they're paying you and what they're charging. And of course, they take the points and that's how they pay to, to keep the lights on and the, and the doors open. And to put a little scratch in their pocket as well. The other way a hard money lender can work for you is by essentially doing the same thing. However, at at closing, everything is signed off and closed in the hard money lender's name. In, In my first example, the private lender would receive the first position lien on the property. In this example that I'm talking about, the hard money lender it has the first position lien on the property. However, at closing, at the moment, the same time that the, the, the loan funds and the investor gets the money and, and so, so to speak, the keys to the house, the hard money lender will assign their lien to the private money lender, which is a pretty clean way of making sure that, hard, that private money lender, sorry, that private money lender still maintains first position lien. And and that's something I, I to all newbies, beginners, and people who are thinking about even becoming a private lender, a first position lien is your best friend. It's your best protection for your money, but it comes with responsibility. So just know that. So either way you go, you're going to put your money to work with a hard money lender. And this is a great way 
to, to, to start to get your feet wet and to start because that hard money lender is the one doing all the work. Now, you're probably going to have to get the ulcer, which I hope not. You'll be knotted up a little bit. I used the $100,000 example earlier, but you don't have to. You don't have to start with the hundred grand. You can use a smaller amount, whatever that hard money lender needs at that particular point in time. Banks don't like to loan below a certain threshold, say $50,000, because it costs them money to underwrite a loan. So that's why hard money lenders and private lenders at that sub-75, sub-$50,000 level are so attractive to real estate investors because there's really nothing on the conventional commercial loan market for them. So there was another squirrel moment there. I apologize about that. But that hard money lender is doing all the work for you, so to speak. Now, they're getting paid for it. Don't get me wrong. And they deserve to get paid for it. They're hustling. They're, they're organizing the appraiser. They're setting up the inspectors to go out and make sure the work is being done on schedule as agreed and up to code. And they're the ones that are going to process the loan and give you the money. Now, and if you take this approach and and essentially loan your money to the private, the hard, sorry, no, let me start over. <laughs> if you take this approach and loan or provide your money to the hard money lender and then they loan it out to the investor, you can ask them before you even give them a penny. I would like to see your due diligence file. I would like to see the appraisal. I would like to see everything. And then it's up to you to take the time and pour through everything and look at it and look at the comps, see what the appraiser came up with. And you follow and study what that hard money lender did on that deal. How did they protect it? How did they analyze it? How did they underwrite it? Why do they think it was a good, a good match and a, and a good deal to loan on? And this is a great way to get started because the pressure is off of you. Now, an investment, it's still an investment. All investment have risk. All investments have risk. If you buy a stock, a bond, a mutual fund, an ETF, their prospectus, their documentation is going to tell you that you know, what's happened in the past is, is not guaranteed in the future. You know, we can only look back, but you know, in the last five years, we've we've averaged nine percent a year. Uh, this year, we're up thirteen, you know, so on and so forth. There's always going to be risk, but this way, you can look at what the hard money lender is doing, and when you start lending on your own and you start underwriting your own deals, you can see, you can look, you can peer into what they're doing, and see how they do it, and that's going to do a few things for you. One is going to give you education more than what I can give you in in fifteen or twenty minutes of a podcast with with nothing in front of you to see visually, especially if you're commuting to work. But you do that a few times. And I I highly recommend you tell the hard money lender, you know, I I only want to do flips, short term, boom, 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 the nine ball, the blackjack, you know, the, uh, the 21, the fast moving loans. That way you turn more over, turn more, we turn more loans over and you get to see them more and more and more and more. And then you get comfortable with things. You get comfortable with things like the loan to value, the after rehab or after repaired value. You get to see how things work in a market. And this is a great, great place to start. And now you're going to say, well, how am I going to find a hard money lender? If you can hear my voice and you're in the continental U.S. or even Hawaii, Alaska, the territories, Puerto Rico, 
perhaps even Canada. I don't know Canada. I don't know Mexico. I'm, I'm trying to expand. But if you can hear my voice and you're, you're in the USA, you go to Father Google and you ask him. Hard money lender in whatever town you live in and see what comes up. Contact them. Email them. Go to their websites. Call them. Find one that'll take the time and walk you through their process. You might have to get a couple of no's. You might have to get a lot of no's before you do. But do that. That would be my suggestion to you. And, and do five loans. Do ten loans through a hard money lender. And see how you like it. And then if you do like it, then you take that next step to where you're underwriting the loans. You're getting the interest. You're getting the points if you want to charge them. It's up to you. You start networking with the investors. And essentially, you start to become the hard money lenders competition, but not really. And let me explain why. When it comes to first-time flippers, or let's say somebody is a landlord and they have accumulated 10 or 12 properties, but now they're out of cash flow and they they need to generate some cash flow to to put into some long-term holds. Easiest way to do that is to flip a house. Well, if it's if it's somebody's if it's an investor's first time to flip a house as a private money lender, I would suggest to you do not loan it to them. That's what hard money lenders are for. They look at these risky people, and I say risky people. It's a it's a little unfair, but let's let's call them unseasoned, right? Unex, non-experienced isn't right as well, but just they don't have ten flips under their hat under their belt to give somebody confidence. And that's that's exactly who a hard money lender serves. Now, sometimes they do have to take properties back. There are foreclosures. Unfortunately, the world is not perfect. However, I would rather have a house that I've loaned, let's say I've loaned $100,000 on it and I only get $85,000 back. Stocks aren't collateral. They're not tangible assets. They don't have land. They don't have improvements. So from where I sit, and this is why I like lending so much, is I have collateral. Those poor folks didn't have collateral in Enron. Tyco. Bear Stearns. So you're not going to get wiped out completely. And we'll talk about how to protect you know, the, the, the dwelling, the improvements later. But it's a great way to get going. The hard money lender loans out to the investors. They're f- extremely fast. That's why investors love them. A lot of hard money lenders will loan in under seven days. According, you know, The appraisal comes back. And it's a great way for private lenders to start getting their feet wet, to start seeing the product, especially if you have absolutely no real estate experience. Like if the only real estate experience you've ever had is signing the lease on the house or apartment you live in or maybe closing on the house when you purchased it that you, that you, you live in. Hard money lenders are a great way to start your education. You're not going to get rich overnight by private lending, but that's not the point of it. So anyway, Google hard money lenders, and I'm going to have some hard money lenders come on the show here, 
hopefully very soon. I've got a few lined up for you. So they can talk about the process. They can talk about how they're going to keep your money secure. And how. And I say that, you know, how do they mitigate risk in the name of keeping your money secure and, and their money as well? I mean, look, this is their job. They're going to make money. So it doesn't behoove them to fail on their loans. They've got just as much, just as much incentive to make money as you do. Anyway, I, I see this, this rant now has gone on about 20 minutes, which is uh, about twice as long as I had anticipated. I am recording it on a Friday, so I think I'm already in weekend mode. So if, you know, I know there's a few squirrel moments there, a couple of shiny objects. I want to apologize for that, but I do appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate especially all the feedback that I've been getting, the emails, the direct messages messages uh, on Facebook, the likes, the posts, the comments. Uh, I really do appreciate it, and I want to thank you for listening, and I want to wish everybody out there happy and prosperous lending. I'll see you on the next episode. The Private Lender Podcast is proudly sponsored by the following. The Realty Investment Community of Houston, or Rich Club, is the premier real estate association in Southeast Texas. The Rich Club provides its members with the education, resources, leads, and networking they need to earn more wealth with their real estate investments. The Rich Club has helped thousands of real estate investors realize their full potential, and they are ready to help you. Visit their website at richclub.org for more details. That's richclub.org. 713 Houston Area Real Estate Networking with Landon Rothstein and Ray Sasser. Come out and experience one of the fastest growing meetups of real estate investors. Visit privatelenderpodcast.com slash sponsors for more information regarding 713 Houston Area Real Estate Networking Meetup. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Private Lender Podcast with your host, Keith Baker. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit privatelenderpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time.